Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,524. The topic is Q&A and the title is, How to Grow Your Calves. So I had a listener send in a question, and essentially, as you can guess, <laughs> it was about how to grow your calves. And I love the idea of that, so I wanted to expand on that and kind of give some uh, fun, maybe holistic type of uh, information. So kind of throw the whole kitchen sink at you. Now, the biggest things to training your calves, uh, like who am I speaking about calves? I have helped people earn, you know, pro cards in drug testing and untested. I've helped people build massive calves. At one point in time, I had my calves up to 19 and three quarter inch back whenever I was trying to work on them and prioritize them. Right now, they're sitting at 18 inches, which I measured just to see what it was before starting the podcast. So they're 18 inches, and I only train them for like once or twice a week at the start of my squatting workouts because if you loosen any tight musculature of your calf, uh, it helps with the depth of squats. It helps with your squatting positions. So that's a good excuse to train them is I use the training at the beginning of the workout as a way to open up uh, those tissues. So it's a great way to grow the calves, but also to improve squat mobility. I usually superset that with some ab exercise. Then at our gym, I have an abductor adductor machines that are made by Magnum, and they're super freaking crazy heavy. They go up to 200 some odd pounds, and they're heavy as hell. Uh, so I use those to warm up my hips, and then I pretty much get into the rest of the workout. So I train my calves once or twice a week. I have done um, a million and one experiments with myself and clients. I remember one time I did an experiment where I trained my calves for 60 days in a row. And I had to do at least six sets per day. And I did between 10 to 60 seconds of time under tension. So I did some really heavy stuff, some really high rep stuff, and everything in between. That was fun just to kind of see... Uh, my One of my other goals was to never repeat the same workout. So I did 60 different, different calf workouts uh, just to have some more fun with it. And then I took 60 days off. And it was actually interesting because I wanted to see, you know, how much did my calves grow during the 60 days? How much did they maybe come like down in size during the 60 days? I actually didn't lose very much at all. But the huge asterisk to that was at that time I was around 260, 270 pounds and I was training 10 to 12 hours of clients a day. So I was on my feet for 10 to 12 hours a day training clients at 270 some pounds. That's a lot of calf work. <laughs> so I definitely wasn't going to, I didn't gain very much during the 60 days and I didn't lose very much coming out of that because I had such ridiculously high stimulus to calves that due to my body weight and standing for 10 to 12 hours a day, uh, that the training didn't really matter much in regards to the total volume that uh, my in-person, like being a personal trainer, volume was. So the volume in my own personal training, my training, this is mix-up of words, <laughs> the training I do for myself. There we go. Uh, so six working sets every single day sounds like a lot, but not compared to being on your feet for 10 to 12 hours and being 270-some pounds. So it was fun to experiment and kind of measure it and learn and do 60 different calf workouts, but it also made sense as to why I didn't get a huge growth from it, nor did I get a huge loss of growth when I backed out of it. But if we look at variety and consistency, that's kind of what it comes down to is variety is, can I kind of present the tissues with a new stimulus super duper crazy often? 
that helps a lot. But can I do that consistently? Meaning it's not just, you know, I train my calves, you know, four or five times a week for a month and then I kind of forget and I, you know, back off one. Maybe I want to build my biceps now and then I stop training my calves. So you have to be consistent with it for a while. Most IFBB pros, when you talk to them, they're going to say that they prioritize their calves twice a week on average. Now there's a huge variety here, but on average, they're going to say twice a week and that they've done that for years years <laughs> and what's absolutely true is the heavier you get the the more your calves will grow just from everyday life and walking around so back when I weighed 160 pounds when I started lifting weights I was kind of a skinny fat kid at 165 pounds you could grab fat rolls on my waist at 165 pounds so I had no muscle tissue whatsoever my calves were sticks and although I have been able to gain a ton of muscle, so I've gotten up to, like right now, I'm sitting around at 280 some pounds. I've gained over 100 pounds, and you can see my abs, the line of my abs, at 280 pounds. So I gained over well over 100 pounds of muscle tissue, but it took a long time. You know, it took, I'm 39, I started lifting weights when I was 16, so it's been 23 years. So it took time, but as I got heavier, I had to do less and less stuff for my calves, and now I just train them basically to just make sure I'm prepared to squat. <laughs> so I don't really train them because they're not a high priority for me. But gaining weight over time helped a lot, and we'll talk about how you can use carries and even weighted vests if you want to to add uh, body weight and get some kind of benefit for yourself. So I've had clients before, they used weighted vests and went to use a step mill in like a commercial gym. And we would do that for burning calories, and we'd also talk about squeezing their glutes to work on the glute hamstring uh, separation and lower glutes. But then also, they would walk on their toes, and they would just annihilate their calves. It was fantastic. So there's a lot of really fun varieties of ways that you can train your calves. But that's the frequency you'd look for, is to train your calves at least twice a week. You can definitely do a higher frequency than that, um, but twice a week would be the minimum. If you can get in three times a week, awesome. If you want to do them every single day for a little while, great, but that's eventually going to get kind of sore and you'll miss a day because of life. So in general, you want to be consistent with, at minimum, two times a week. Now, how about time under tension? Uh, a ton of arguments, and I'm sure you can find a lot of variety here, but in general, they're all going to boil down to somewhere between 10 to 60 seconds. Our muscle fibers, we have two muscle fiber types, but one of the fiber types has an A and a B type. So there's actually kind of like two types within that type, and then there's this other type. <laughs> so when we look at muscle fiber types, we have endurance fibers, we have explosive fibers, and then we have everything in between. <laughs> so what you want to do is you want to train all of them. So even the endurance fibers, they're science and research and blah, 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 but it, they contribute roughly about 15% of your total muscle mass. So if you had to pick one to train, you would train the explosive fibers. You would train heavy and explosively. But you don't want to just give up 15% of the size of a muscle, so you do want to train some endurance fibers. So when we say the time and attention should be 60, 10 to 60 seconds, that would be kind of an all-inclusive in time range, but you should spend more time in like kind of 10 to 30 seconds, and then every once in a while, once a week, you know, kind of jump up into those uh, 30 to 60 seconds. But you want to get into that range, that higher end range, somewhat often. I would say maybe one-fourth of the work that you do, spend in 30 to 60 seconds, then three-quarters of the work you do, spend like 10 to 30 seconds. But that's kind of the whole range. 
when we look at working sets, there's a lot of research and studies that'll tell you roughly around 10 to 20 working sets per week. So if you train out, tw uh, you train your calves twice a week, you want to do 10 working sets each time if you want the maximum capacity of what you could possibly do for your calves, or just five sets of working sets each time, and then that hits at least the minimum. So you can play with that. It uh, depends on how much time you want to al also allocate to your other body parts. So if you only train three times a week, you have to limit how much you can do for calves, otherwise you're not going to get into other body parts or other major lifts. So you want to be somewhere within that 10 to 20 working sets per week, assuming that you're balancing the rest of your goals as well. When it comes to exercise selection, have as much variety as possible. Seated calf raises are great. Standing calf raises are great. Any kind of bent knee variation, like leg presses on a, I mean, um, calf raises on a leg press, great. We do a lot of sled work. I have clients drag sleds forward, backward, you know, upside down, whatever it is. <laughs> Just a ton of variety. We do a lot of that. We do carries. We do marches. Like we have a belt squat machine my dad actually made for the gym. And we do marches on the belt squat. One of my favorite combinations is actually doing uh, standing calf raises on the front side of the belt squat machine. And then as like my calves die, I just start walking around on the machine and on my toes and they're screaming horribly bad and it is horrendous, but it's fantastic for growth. <laughs> but you want to find a million and one ways to do it. I've had people just hold on, like they'll load up a Smith machine and how you would typically hold a Smith machine to do barbell shrugs, like Smith machine shrugs, just do calf raises instead. So you're going to like hang hold the bar like you would get ready to do a shrug, but you're just going to calf raise. So that's a fun way if you're at a gym that doesn't have a barbell, hint, hint, to uh, those people. <laughs> so I have a lot of clients actually train at those gyms. Uh, it's super awesome, super cheap, has pretty much everything you need, so I understand it completely, and I help a lot of people that train uh, at those gyms. But if you don't have access to a barbell, no worries, you do a Smith machine. Uh, if you have access to a belt squat, you can do belt squat marches. You can do farmer's carries if you have strongman stuff. You can also do like trap bar carries if you have a trap bar, or diamond bar they're sometimes called. You can do yoke walks, good lord, all my strongman clients. Um, you know, huge calf work if you do a bunch of yoke walks. You can carry sandbags around. Just, just make yourself heavier and then walk around. <laughs> That's kind of a, the idea of any type of carrier march and they're super duper effective uh, for calves. I've done five minute belt squat marches before and couldn't even walk home. <laughs> so it's been super fun to kind of play with that. And that's like a Louis Simmons from Westside Barbell technique. Uh, I did a lot of his techniques for a lot of weird fun stuff off the belt squat and that was super effective and very fun to do. Another way to add kind of extra intensity or more fun to it is to play around with different types of intensity techniques. So you can do supersets where you just do two exercises back to back and that makes it way more miserable because you haven't fully recovered from the first one by the time you start the second one. Uh, and one of my favorites to go to is um, the belt squat standing calf raise into the marches. So that way I know I can't calf raise anymore because it's so isolative of a movement, but I can walk around on my toes a little bit longer, maybe 20, 30 seconds more to really annihilate that. I'll also sometimes pair belt squat calf raises with sled pushes. And that'll absolutely make you walk like an idiot because your legs will be all goofy. <laughs> but that's super duper fun as well. So supersets are great. Pairing, you know, two movements make the the more difficult movement first, the more isolated based movement first, and then do the easier of the two movements second. 
You can also do rest pause, where you go to a, a you know full effort failure. Then you take only a fraction of a rest, maybe five to twenty seconds, and then you try a couple more repetitions before the muscle truly dies. You can do slow and go technique, which is where you start with three count eccentric, three count concentric which is the contraction extension phases of the muscle contraction. So on a calf raise, on the way up, you're contracting the muscle, so that's the concentric portion. On the way down, you're extending the muscles, so that's the eccentric portion. We gather the most muscle damage during the eccentric portion, so you want to control that a lot, like very, very well. So I'll do as many reps as I can with a three-count concentric, three-count eccentric. Then when that starts to fail, I'll move to a two-count concentric and eccentric, and then I'll just kind of move at a, a normal type pace, like one, one, you know, like a one count. So up, down, up, down, up, down, something like that. And you burn out by the end of it. So you start slow, really um, emphasizes that eccentric portion, and then you just go faster and faster and faster to get more repetitions in before the muscle screams and dies. You can also do drop sets. And that could be something where, you know, if you're on a machine or some type of setting that allows that to be done, uh, you would just do as many reps as you can at a max weight. Then you reduce the weight, say, 20%. Uh, and then you try to go a couple more reps, reduce another 20% if you want to, and go another couple more reps. But the idea of just kind of continuing to strip the weight down, so some are also sometimes called uh, strip sets, is you just take the weight down, go to failure, take the weight down, go to failure, take the weight down, go to failure. And you take very minimal rest in between all that effort. Then we have uh, iso holds into slow decentrics. That's another fun technique. I've talked about these ones in recent podcasts. So that's why they came to mind. But an iso isometric is the when you're fully contracted and you hold that position. That's an isometric hold. And then you would slowly do the eccentric to super emphasize the eccentric portion. So you might contract at a normal speed, hold the isometric for a three count, and then try to slow the eccentric down for a three count or even five count or even ten count. So that's a really good way to accumulate more damage because you're emphasizing that eccentric portion, which is when the majority of damage is actually created during a muscular contraction. So that's super fun. Try, you can try all those things. Uh, and then some more things to do are angling your toes. So they have done studies where they test the muscular contractions of the different calf muscles, and they show that if you're a little pigeon-toed versus your toes angling out, that does change the parts of the calf, especially the gastrocnemius, the outside calf that you can see. Now, there's actually one underneath called the soleus. But the gastrocnemius, the one we can see, if you if you pigeon-toe, you get a little more, little more outside. If you flare your toes out, you get a little more inside. So that's something good to do. Also, technique-wise, make sure you're pushing through your big toe. When you do a calf raise, try not to roll out into your ankle. You won't get as deep of a contraction through the muscle belly of the gastrocnemius, the big calf muscle. You want to push through your big toe and make sure that your big toe has the majority of the pressure, if not being equal to your pinky toe. But you want to make sure you don't run away from pressuring your big toe. And then my favorite technique, by far, this is this is the like the thing that you really tune in for, is to stretch your calves in between your working sets. If you don't do this, I promise that if you measure your calves today, and then you spend the next 60 days, next two months, 
where you do a stretch in between every set of your calf raises, you're going to get enormous calves. You're going to see a growth. I promise, 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 promise. Uh, it has to do with a, a lot of sciencey stuff, but if you stretch the tissue while it's also pumped, you actually create more muscle damage stress, but without the accumulated inflammation and wear and tear on the uh, kind of connective tissues. So you get almost free growth recovery-wise. This is something I do all the time, and I would contribute it as an enormous impact on the, the ability for me to grow the calves uh, over time that I've used. So out of all the techniques I've ever done, this is by far the best one. Uh, you can go to our YouTube channel. Let me actually do this while I'm talking to you. So if you go to our YouTube channel, and well, just go to YouTube and type Brutal Iron Gym Calves. C-A-L-V-E-S, calves. And there's going to be a video. Uh, it's two years old. It says, Brutal Iron Gym Calf Training, C-A-L-F Training, Benefits of Stretching Between Working Sets. So check that out. Six minutes and 45 seconds. And absolutely freaking awesome information there. I know I made it, so of course I'm even biased. But that's going to help you grow your calves enormously. I promise, promise, promise. So you can go to the YouTube, type in Brutal Iron Gym, and then I guess type calf training, C-A-L-F training. Okay, That's going to help a lot. So definitely, definitely stretch. There's a straight leg version of the stretch and a bent knee version of the stretch. So check that video out and then start stretching in between your sets of calf raises and that will absolutely make a difference. Absolutely. Okay, so that is a lot of information and all of that combined into some fun crazy workouts would be the best way to train your calves. Now, if you want to learn more about training any other muscle, you can apply a lot of these things, a lot of these concepts. But we also have podcast 1,437, and it was a training podcast titled Programming for Greatest Muscle Growth. And we talk about, for all muscles in general, the frequency, the work sets, the you know change of exercises, all that good stuff. So you can check that out. Again, it's podcast 1,437. If you want to find podcasts from us, just go to our, our website, www.brutalironjim.com. And uh, we have the latest like 100 podcasts on there, as well as descriptions on how to get to uh, older podcasts. So check all that out. Then while I'm on it, uh, our website, I've been adding more and more information. So if you haven't checked that out, I would highly suggest doing so. We have a free education resources link now, a page I just typed up and put a free handout for how to eat if you have arthritis issues. We are, uh, I'm also going to do uh, diabetes. I'm going to do a couple other things and try to put those up there just for people to have for free because those conditions are all horrible. So I want you to find, um, you know, I want you to find something that can help and be able to get it for free and be able to start using it instantly. So you can check that out. We also have our YouTube channel link where we uh, kind of highlight the latest training educational videos. So we have videos there, like they're around like 10 minutes. It shows me working out and then I have a voiceover explaining what I'm doing in the workouts. So that's super awesome. 
Uh, we also have free program examples where you can just kind of download them and try them. Uh, we have a training program for a female for fat loss, shaping, and mobility. Uh, training program for a male, a power lifter. He's actually an elite total power lifter. I have uh, an example of his programming up there. We have a male bodybuilder where you have attention to severe injury rehab. So this is just kind of fun to see. This guy uh, was went through a, a vehicular accident. Tons of broken bones, lots of surgeries, and we're actually building back up. So that's kind of fun to see how we're doing that. We have female bodybuilding with high volume to promote fat loss. We have female programming for powerlifting and marathons. So if you want to blend powerlifting and running, that's all free on there as well. We have training templates, which are for training uh, personal trainers. They're big, like 30 to 50 page documents on how to structure programming uh, for fat loss and shaping for 30 minutes, fat loss and shaping for 60 minutes. We have a powerlifting, how to go from the first meet to an elite total. Uh, less than, it's roughly about 1% of all powerlifters, uh, competitive powerlifters actually reach an elite total. And I've helped a lot of people do that from their very first meet ever. So all that is on there. I'm rambling way too long. But if you haven't checked out our website, I've been putting a lot more content on there. So I would encourage you to check that out. And then pretty much on every single page, I have a contact form where you can give suggestions of what you would like to see. So let me know what information you want on the website, and I'll continue to put more and more stuff up there. Well, thank you to the person who sent in this question. I hope that I answered it with enough information that you can go wild and, and get those calves growing. So if you like today's podcast, the podcast in general, please share it. The more people we share it with, the more people can help, like we're doing today, making sure that we answer people's questions for free and with a ton of really helpful information. Thank you to those who financially support the podcast with donations. The podcast is well over $1,000 a year for hosting costs. I give an hour to it every day, and we're going to keep it for free. You can donate at our website. There's options there for a one-time donation, monthly donation, yearly donation, even $5 a month. It does add up, and it does help. So thank you to those who do that. If you like the information we share on our podcast, you can find more on our social media channels on Instagram. I'm posting there every day, and I'm posting a lot more on YouTube. So check us, both out, uh, check us out in both places. If you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything that you want to know, let us know at our email, brutalironjim at gmail.com. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.